Hi, and welcome to Grief Talk, the podcast where we talk about grief. I'm Susanna. I'm Sarah. And uh, welcome to the next episode. Uh, Sarah, how are you? I'm doing good. I do have a question for you, though. Something you just said um, before we started recording made me think of this. Uh, This week at work, I said something about somebody dissed another person. Like, oh, diss. Like, you dissed her. Yeah. And then my coworker was like, oh, I haven't heard somebody use the word diss in a long time. And I was like, do people still say diss? And then I was like, are you dissing me (laughs) about using the word diss? (laughs) So anyway, I just thinking about that recently. If you've ever wondered what goes through my mind. That's interesting. Um, I feel like since the creation of TikTok, which I'm not a, I'm not a TikToker or a talker. I don't know what the correct verbiage is, but, um, there are so many things that go on in this world that just so go over my head. And I think I'm okay with that. Like I'm at peace with it, but like, there's just so many random like noises I'll hear, like even on Instagram. Cause I'll do the reels. Cause I, that's how chuggy I am. I, so I hey, learned, you know chuggy. I learned that word from our almost 16 year old sister. Um, yes. So thanks Camille for that. Thank you for your help and, you know, helping me navigate, um, this, this crazy world of, TikTok sounds and um, words because I am so lost. Yeah. Well, I think the lesson here is ignorance is bliss. I would agree. Absolutely. My quality of life is not suffering. I'm just confused. Love it. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, well, today we're going to talk a little bit about holidays. The The leaves are changing here in Nashville. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're at the stage where there are red trees, which are my favorite. I like the yellow ones. You like the yellow ones. Interesting. And the orange ones and the red ones. I just love like how they look like they're on fire. (laughs) Yes. Burn this place down. No, I'm kidding. It it kind of looks like a little painting almost. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's very beautiful. And as it gets colder, you know, we're starting to see holiday decorations out. Everybody's debating about when to put up your Christmas tree, which just like, you know, why do we always have to find something to fight about? Literally. Who cares? Absolutely. My Christmas tree is up, so come at me. <laughs> yeah. And you, the listener, technically don't know when we recorded this. Absolutely. So, so you know, you can't hate on us for it. Uh-huh. Joke's on you. It's July. Just kidding. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about navigating grief and loss at the holidays because it's just, it's uh, it's very layered and there's a lot of uh, just intricacies to grieving somebody at at holiday times and you know especially the first year of holidays those can be especially tricky because you may or may not know what to do and we want to give you some some options there but even subsequent years I mean this is about to be our I guess this would be our sixth our fifth year fifth well but like holiday season wouldn't this be the sixth holiday season oh my god yeah and I still am like kind of struggling with you know, not buying wheel and presents, you know. So there's there's still things that, that, that really stick out about the holidays for me personally. It's interesting from my perspective at least because our we lost our brother mid-October and I was more numb. I, f- I obviously was feeling a lot of feelings, but like, Overall, I would categorize myself as just almost in like feeling 
overload, emotional overload that led to almost like a numbness through the holidays. And it really was the second year where that's where it was almost more difficult because it was like that early grief fog had lifted and I was, I was just not okay with what was going on around me. Um, and I think it really starts, you know, obviously you have Thanksgiving and Christmas, but I think it starts even before then because you've got Halloween and oh boy, we do, have a lot to say about Halloween. Do I hate Halloween? Yeah. Um, and I think that's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. Why? Um, well, share a little bit about that. Share, share why you don't like it. Because I feel like I actually wrote down a couple of reasons why I hate Halloween because it feels like it's a mockery mm. of death. Because think about it. What, how do you decorate for Halloween? Sure, there's jack-o'-lanterns and bats and whatever, but there's headstones, there's coffins, there's skeletons. It is a mockery of death. And that might sound a little harsh or severe, but I'm sorry, that's how I feel. Yeah. And And other people might feel differently. Exactly. You know, if you feel differently and even if you're a grieving person, that's totally fine. But if you like, if you like Halloween, that, that's, that is you, your story, your your perception, my perception is it's a mockery of death and I find it incredibly insensitive. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I, I, if I may, of course, thank you. I was in counseling last week. Um, like I do. And I was, I I was trying to tell my counselor a, a story about how I was really proud of myself. I really advocated for myself and I, I used my voice surrounding Halloween and scary things. And I told her, I don't like Halloween. And she kind of looked at me and she said, not even the, I said, I don't like Halloween. I don't like anything about it. And she said, not even the candy. And I said, not even the candy. And then I was like, well, I, you know, I do like a Reese's pumpkin, but there is nothing like a Reese's pumpkin. Absolutely. Tree or egg. Yes. The it's, you want to share with everybody your philosophy? It's the, it's the ratio. It truly, I actually talked about this in council. <laughs> We pay these people a lot of money to talk about candy. Yeah. And my counselor, I was talking about how much I hate Halloween. And I was like, except for the Reese pumpkins. And I said, there is nothing like that ratio of chocolate to peanut butter because you truly get more peanut butter. And and it is the perfect combination. Um, And she agreed. She said she liked Reese pumpkins too. And that's how I knew I had a really good counselor. Absolutely. Yes. Match made in heaven. So maybe with the exception of the candy, I I really don't like anything about Halloween. And for me, it it takes me back to that first October after losing Leland. I mean, the first time going to the grocery store, you know, after we buried our brother, walking in and seeing gravestones as decorations. R.I.P. Yeah, it's, it is, for me, it feels irreverent because I, I try to hold such a sacred space for my grief and you know, death is personal for me. And I, I think it, it definitely feels disrespectful and irreverent. And to me personally, there's nothing cute about it. There's it's, nothing cute about it's it. It's not funny. It's not fun. It's not cute. And you know, that's just how I feel. And, and that's okay. And, and also I don't have to explain that to anybody. You really don't. I don't. So, but I will anyway. say I do spend, you know, I, I go frequently to my brother's grave 
and his headstone it, it just it's it's not even an accurate depiction <laughs> you know yeah. like I, yeah. I just really don't like Halloween and I do want to share this I thought this was really interesting you know I um I'm not super active on Instagram, but I do love throwing an Instagram poll out on my stories every once in a while because I'm just genuinely curious about certain things and I don't get too political with the polls or anything um, or controversial, but I was thinking about Halloween. This was a a few weeks before the actual uh, October 31st and I did a poll and I said, do you like Halloween? And the two options you could vote on was, or, oh my gosh, what did I say? I was like, do you, do you like Halloween? Or it was like, it was a very simple statement like that. And, um, one answer that you could vote was yes, love it. The other one was no, skip please. And I got a lot of engagement more than I normally do ever. Really? Um, on that specific poll. Wow. And I looked at, because you can see like who said yes or no, um, or how they voted on your poll. And I noticed a common theme, a general common theme with the people that said no. If it wasn't for religious reasons, because some people don't like to celebrate Halloween because of the satanic element and um you know I I did see a few people voted and I figured that's probably why they don't like Halloween just knowing them personally totally fine the majority were people even if I didn't know them well I know that they have walked through a death of a loved one and they all voted skip please and I just thought that was very interesting and on top of that you know when you have a poll on Instagram, it doesn't mean that people respond in your DMs. It's just a matter of, you know, which button they, they vote yes or no, you right. know, to whatever the question is. And I had so many people message me and respond defending their answer of no, I don't like it. And I was like, you do not literally what you just said, like, you don't have to explain yourself. Like, and I have people say, but can I have like pumpkin spice lattes? Yeah, you can keep whatever you want. I'm just talking about Halloween in general. And um, I just thought it was so interesting, especially with the people that voted skip, skip the holiday. Again, this, this was a generalization, but I did notice a common theme in that those people had walked through um, a, uh, a death of someone close to them, which I was like, well, makes sense. That makes sense. I get it. I hate it too. Well, if you're a person who's walking through grief, especially maybe in that first year, we just want to invite you that, you you know, you don't have to partake if you don't want to. Um, if that's been something, if you've, you know, gone to Halloween parties or dress up your kids for Halloween or carved pumpkins and you don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah. It's not a requirement. For me, last year actually was interesting. I totally deleted Instagram in October because one reason, well, the biggest reason was because it was an election year. And then the second reason was because I just don't like to see how people love Halloween movies and, you know, witchiness and scary things. And I just don't, I just don't care to see it. We have already walked through so many scary things. We don't need help in that department and there's nothing pleasurable. Yeah. Or entertaining. Oh my gosh. I could. Yeah. We could do a whole episode about that. Oh. <laughs> and I told Sarah, this is going to be a short this one. And here I am. 
just getting started on Halloween. Absolutely. But anyway, you know, it's interesting to see. And I didn't do that this year. I, I kept Instagram, although I wasn't on it quite as much as I usually am. But I enjoyed October more last year. Not, not seeing what other people posted. So, you know, hold space for whatever you need to hold space for. And if you, you know, don't want to partake in Halloween festivities, even if you have in the past, just know, number one, you don't have to. And number two, you don't have to explain why you're not doing any of those things. And I think this harks back to what you said earlier at the opening of this episode, ignorance is bliss. Absolutely. You know, if you need to delete social media, I know we are so, it is so ingrained in us and hardwired in us now to be on social media if you need to delete it for a certain period of time, maybe around Halloween like Sarah did, um, or for whatever reason, that's okay. And I guarantee you're not missing much. Yeah. One thing too I want to encourage people is, you know, if, if in the first parts of navigating loss or if at any point in time you do things differently than you have in the past, um, it's a good idea to have a little bit of a plan not necessarily a, you know, moment by moment plan, but, um, you know, it can, for me personally, it has helped me to, um, just kind of know what's coming next. If I have just a little bit of a plan. So for myself this year, um, Halloween was on a Sunday, so I didn't have to work, which I was really grateful for, Mm -hmm. um, because then I don't have to be at work and listen to people talk about Halloween, but, um, even though we're adults and yeah, whatever. Anyway, but I put my Christmas tree up. So I knew, I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. I had a, I had the tiniest bit of a plan. I watched the Great British Bake Off. Great show. Great, high quality show. I wish, literally the I opposite of scary. Literally wish I had the Great British Bake Off in early grief. Absolutely. I had yeah. Top Chef instead, but yeah. Close a little more stressful. <laughs> uh, but I, I had those two things that I knew I was going to do, and that, that helped me to just have a little bit of a plan. I have found that for me personally, it it helps me to have a plan. So if your plan is to, you know, maybe you've given out, um, candy to trick or treaters in the past, but you don't want to see their costumes. You can close your door and turn off the lights or you can even go somewhere else. Or you can just leave a bowl of candy on your front porch if you feel so inclined. Yeah. Yeah. But we just want to invite you to, um, it's okay to, to do things differently than you have in the past. hundred percent. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about Thanksgiving a little bit? Let's do it. So, obviously, after Halloween, we are thrusted into holiday season um, with Thanksgiving. And that can be a really interesting time to navigate in that, well, what's the whole point of Thanksgiving? Being thankful. Gratitude. Gratitude. Yeah, and I think the second... Feeling blessed. Yeah, I think this, this second kind of hallmark of Thanksgiving is family. It's like the yeah. family holiday. Yeah. And if the person you've lost is a family member, it can feel like this double, you know, edged sword of you want me to feel grateful and you want me to spend time with my family. Well, if someone from my family isn't here and I'm definitely not thankful. So, yeah. What are some ways, Susanna, that you can think of that we can um, navigate Thanksgiving? Well, in preparing for this episode, I didn't really think of helpful ways to navigate. I really just wrote down how I feel about Thanksgiving. Great. How do you feel about Thanksgiving? This is what I wrote. Insensitive in that <laughs> I feel like I have to be thankful. Surrounded by platitudes. This isn't fair. And I definitely think all of those are valid. And I feel like I 
really felt those things in year two and year three. And I will say that now that I'm a little further into walking with my grief, I don't necessarily feel as harshly towards Thanksgiving as I did before. But in our prior episode, you know, we've talked about like, man, I wish I had that problem of I don't like my brother. Yeah. And now I've got to go sit with him around a table and eat turkey and stuffing. I wish I had that problem. Yeah. And it feels, and that's what, like, it just doesn't seem fair in that it's not fair that I love my siblings and one of them isn't here. Whereas I see families, and I get that family dynamics, I totally understand that they are layered, they are complicated, they're not perfect. But it's frustrating knowing that, not that I would ever wish any of this on, you know, our, I would never wish death or loss on anyone, not even someone that I really strongly dislike, but there's just something so unfair about the fact that you, I have to watch someone or hear about someone, not even care for their siblings, not even really have a relationship with their siblings or parent, grandparent, I mean, whoever, and they still get that time with them. Yeah. And that, and I know that time is precious and it just isn't fair. Yeah. It definitely feels cruel. I can understand that. I can definitely understand that. So as far as navigating the holidays, I mean, I think, honestly, I think staying off of social media is helpful. I think it's helpful just in general for your mental health. Um, for a number of reasons, but I think that that can be helpful because it can also feel like almost like this perfect environment mm-hmm. and, and comparing and yeah. And you know, it's very easy to compare yourself. Um, but you know, Sarah, I know we were talking about it. I mean, if you still want to set a place for your person at the table, if you know, they're a family member that would join every Thanksgiving, you can do that. Yeah. You know, it's not weird. Also, the flip side of that is if you don't set a place for them, that's also okay too. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, I so it, even, it's very individual in how you want to approach it. Yeah. I think even keeping their chair or setting a place for them, um, it can even help to acknowledge, you know, we all know that this person isn't here. We all feel it. And, you know, this is just us acknowledging that our person isn't there. And at the same time, yeah. if maybe there's maybe there's small kids and that would be hard to explain, you know, it's okay to not, not have their chair there. It's, you know, whatever feels right for you, you can do. And also, you can try both. If you want to do one at Thanksgiving and do the other at Christmas, try them both. It's okay you, to try those things. You out. absolutely can do that. And I think another way is that, you know, if your person – had a favorite food or, you know, um, had uh, a favorite like song and you've got music playing. I think it is such a beautiful way to honor them yeah. by, and that's like a way that I honor Leland is by listening to his music and yeah. music that we shared together or eating food that I know he loved. And yeah. so I think that that's a beautiful way of honoring someone who has passed and even just holding space for it too. And even 
even talking about it Mm -hmm. um, around the table, because I know with us, it literally can take us 0.5 seconds to start talking about memories. And Mm -hmm. who's a part of those memories? Leland. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's normal for us to talk about him. And I'm so grateful for us. And I understand that it's not, it might not always be like that for other people in their situations. But like, I think that Thanksgiving could be a really great time to be like, I'm, I'm even, even though we're grieving and we're hurting, I'm so thankful that I have this memory with mm-hmm. my person because yeah. it, it meant this to me or what, or whatever, you know, I mean, there's, there are different ways, even though I clearly struggle with feeling thankful sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's okay. Yeah. Well, and even if it's developing a different phrase, even if saying, I'm thankful that I had this time with my person, just to say, I remember when I had a lot of fun with him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay for you to say something totally different. It's okay for you to just politely ask whoever's hosting your Thanksgiving, hey, can we not go around and say how thankful we are? I'm That's just totally fine too. not feeling that. You know, another thing, um, I mean, I just want to say that, you know, traditions are a great way to honor somebody who's passed if there is a certain tradition or set of traditions that make you feel close to them. And also forgetting every tradition you ever had is also a totally fine way to honor your loss and your, your grief that you feel. Uh, last year was a good example of this for us. It was an unconventional Thanksgiving for a lot of reasons in our nuclear family. And, uh, our younger sister, Camille, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving, she, um, told me that she didn't like Thanksgiving food. And my first thought is what's wrong with this girl? Thanksgiving food is the best. Uh, but the I, side dishes are the, the best. side dish. Absolutely. I mean, I'm here for the side dishes in the fried turkey too, though. Oh yeah. The fried turkey. That's so salty. I love it. Pretty bomb. Uh, so I asked her, I said, well, what kind of food do you like instead? And she said pasta. So we had an Italian Thanksgiving and I mean, us Moreros, we go all out. So we had Italian flags and creme brulee and bruschetta and the most incredible homemade ravioli. And it was just a way for us to say, this is a special day. And we don't have to say that we feel thankful and it's okay if this isn't traditional in the, you know, Thanksgiving sense. So, uh, you know, maybe that's what it looks like for you is just having less people over or not going to someone's house where you usually go. We've also done that. We've Mm -hmm. done that. Yeah. And just, you know, keeping it small and saying, you know, it sounds great. Fajitas. Let's have fajitas for Thanksgiving. It's okay to literally eat a totally different food. Mm -hmm. And also it's a great way to celebrate, you know incredible food totally um and I I I think you're you're so right traditions can be so great and can be so comforting but also creating new traditions and trying new things can also just be a much needed change of pace yeah totally I agree anything else on Thanksgiving no I feel good about it me too All right, let's talk about Christmas a little bit. Um, Christmas can also be a little bit challenging, not just because of the family element, but the cheerful element, number one, and also the gift giving. Uh, It can be tough. That's been one thing that's been a little bit tricky for me um, because I love giving people gifts. And actually, the last Christmas that we spent with Leland was the best gifts I ever gave him. I, I hand etched these glasses for him with his favorite sports teams and he really loved them. They're, they were incredible. They still are incredible. They still are. They're in my cabinet. I use them now. Um, and they remind me of the love that I have for my brother. But, uh, you know, 
it was difficult for me to not express that in my love for him to buy him a gift because you know he wasn't there to open it that was that was really challenging for me um so when it when it comes to Christmas I I want to give you just the the space to say if you if you want to buy your person something, you can, and you can keep it for yourself. Um, if, if it's something that reminds you of them, it's totally fine to, to, to buy a gift and, and to keep it for yourself as a way to honor your grief that, that you feel. I remember, um, that's a great point, Sarah. I remember year one or, oh my gosh, this was two months after Leland passed away. I went into a panic because, I had presents for everyone else, but I didn't have a present for Leland. Even though he physically was no longer on this earth, I, I, I felt this need to go buy him a present. And so I remember going to Barnes and Noble because a few years before I had bought him a record player and obviously music is a very like strong theme in our relationship. And I, I had to buy him an album. And so I went and I bought him a Radiohead album. Mm. And his favorite artist. One of his favorite bands. And I didn't wrap it. It's still in the plastic wrap, um, like the shrink wrap that really? they come in. But I have it downstairs in my um, little record holder. And um, I've done that almost every year. I've gone and I've bought him an album. Um, because it just it just feels right for me to do that and it's not something I draw attention to but when he passed away I I got the record player Mm -hmm. and his albums that I gave him prior and the thing that is just frustrating about all of this is I'm not a natural gift giver I I don't really care to receive gifts and I'm not very good at giving them. Um, but for whatever reason, Leland was always so easy for me to shop for. Mm, yeah. And, and so for me, I've just, you know, I've, I've kept that up and that's just something that's important for me and honoring him. And again, it's not something that I wrap and put under the tree. It's not something I really even draw attention to or I haven't the last several years, but I go, I buy him an album. Merry Christmas. Mm, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, another way that, you know, you can, well, actually something that you might encounter in your, in your first Christmas or first few Christmases after losing someone is stockings. If, um, if you hang stockings, if you hang stockings, and for us, for our family, our stockings have our names on them and everybody has their little stocking holder. And in that first year after losing Leland, we hung a stocking like we would because, um, because, you know, I don't feel like I need to explain that just because we did. And then, uh, on Christmas morning, his just stayed hanging on the mantle and, and the rest of ours were on the floor because they were too full of, you know, goodies goodies all greasy trees greasy trees in <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of stuff um for them to stay hung but um i really liked that I, th- I feel like it honored the fact that you know he's not here for us to give him things but he's been a part of all these christmases 26 christmases he was in our family and he's he's still a part of our family Absolutely. just because he is no longer living and breathing on this earth 
that doesn't take away the fact that he is the firstborn. He's both of our older brothers. Like, that doesn't negate or diminish any of that. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's several different ways just to be able to, um, you know, keep keep the thought of them on the top of your mind and hang the ornaments that they made when they were little or, um, you know, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. You know, another kind of Christmas tradition in our culture is Christmas cards. And, um, you know, I, I know that for me, seeing other people's Christmas cards, especially soon after losing him, was kind of the same slap in the face feeling as, you know, Halloween. It's like, oh, wow. Glad you're doing great. Yeah. And, and it, it felt just very jarring and shocking. And so, um, you know, we just want to invite you that uh, if you receive Christmas cards, and it's usually pretty easy to tell what they are in the mail, uh, you don't have to open them. You can put them away. You can put them in a box and you can open them later if you don't want to see them right now. Um, and if you usually send out a Christmas card, we just want to say you don't have to. The world will not stop turning if you don't send out a Christmas card this year. Um, and if you do want to, you absolutely can as well. So you have full, full freedom to do whatever feels right there for you mm-hmm. in terms of Christmas cards as well. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. One yeah. that I didn't necessarily think of. But well, that's thanks. good. Do you have any other Christmas thoughts? None other than sometimes the the feelings that I have that I spoke on earlier that were a little aggressive um, tend to feel a little residual going into mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, but it's okay to just do what you can. Just do what you can. Yeah. And that's enough. Yeah. Um, like pretty much everything else with grief and, and taking care of yourself. Just do what you can and... Like we've said multiple times already, it is okay to keep traditions. It's also okay to switch things up if needed. Um, You do not have to explain yourself at all. You know, one more thing I want to say before we wrap up is it's also okay for you to enjoy yourself in the holiday season. Totally. I know for me, I, I remember very vividly the first day that I didn't cry after Leland passed away Mm -hmm. and I had just been busy all day I had been going 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 I had driven back to Nashville in the middle of the week and I noticed at the end of the day I didn't cry it was in November and um I felt guilty I I felt guilty that I didn't cry that day because I thought it meant I didn't miss him oh gosh and that's not true yeah it's not true so I also want to say if you enjoy Thanksgiving this year it doesn't mean you don't love your person It doesn't mean that you don't miss them. Um, And actually, I feel like, you know, for us, and I share this with you, Susanna, our laughter, it honors Leland's life because he was super fun and made us laugh. And so, you know, there's ways to even honor the person you lost and honor your own grief in joy as well. That's so true. And I think that's such a great reminder because for me, it is so easy to get tied up in those like, the anger, the frustration, you know, all of that. And it, you know, I do feel joy too. And I think that that's a really great reminder, even for me personally, that my joy is a way of honoring Leland. Yeah. Just like my tears when my heart is so broken because of my grief. 
those are ways, you know, that we can honor our person. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, if you have any other thoughts about uh, holidays, we would love to hear from you. Um, you can write into us on our website. You can send us a message on Instagram. So even though we um, talk about how horrible social media is for like, our mental health. social media, but uh, also follow, follow us, us at Grief Talk Podcast <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. We would love to hear from you. Um, send us a message. Um, and we'd love to connect. Yeah. And our website is www.grieftalkpodcast.com. We have links to our other episodes there, some information about us, and then also a, uh, a section where you guys can reach out with questions, comments, concerns, whatever it may be. Uh, we would love to hear from you. We don't have the answers to all of it, but we will certainly listen and um, we'll walk with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for coming to Grief Talk. Thanks. Bye.